Amen. When we bring you greetings, what, what, uh, what Miss Sandra didn't say is, uh, First Lady, that she, she didn't say, uh, I'm from the big city of Roxborough, North Carolina. She left that part out. Amen. From the big city of Roxborough. The big city of Roxborough, North Carolina. That's exactly right. Hallelujah. So, uh, so amen. Y'all got your Bibles this morning. Would you please hold them up? Let's make a confession this morning. Say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. And I can do what it says I can do. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. I'm anointed. I'm healed. I'm victorious. I'm free. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And if you hang around me long enough, you're going to find out I am armed and I am dangerous with the word of God. Say amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, my wife already said how, how much of a gift they are. And uh, you'll find that over in Ephesians chapter 4, where the Bible talks about, you know, where Jesus ascended and descended, and, and, and then he gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and uh, some teachers. And so uh, pastors... Uh, a gift to you. They're God's gift to you. Amen. They are a gift to you. I mean straight, I mean straight from heaven, straight from the throne room of God. You know, God is saying, I'm putting them in your life as a gift to you. You know, we serve a God that keep on giving, don't we? I mean, he just give gifts on top of gifts on top of gifts and thank God for these precious gifts. Uh, that God has given you guys, and I mean they are genuinely precious, genuinely precious. Never too in a hurry, always got a word of encouragement uh, for you, amen, a word from the Lord for you, amen, always got you know, that even temperament, amen, I'm telling you, they are a blessing, and we're always imparted into uh, when we come into their presence. And that's, and that's what we, you know, that's what we all should strive to do. Amen. Amen. To, to, to be a blessing everywhere we go, everywhere we go to be a blessing. All right. So we know their gifts uh, to us. Okay. Now, if you'll turn to Hebrews chapter 13, we're going to look there real quick and then I'm going to pray. And, and I got a couple of things. I just want to uh, just, just impart to you this morning and uh, prayerfully. Uh, it, it'll be a blessing to you, okay? Hebrews chapter 13. Just when you get it, say, I'm there. Hebrews chapter 13, when you get it, okay, you say, I'm there. All right. Well, that's most of y'all, praise God. Don't, folks, you don't use the Bibles too much no more. They use all them pads and stuff, you know, praise yeah. God. So I used to listen for the pages turning, but I can't do that no more. <laughs> can't do that no more because uh, I'm trying to get used to them things, you know? But I jumped on my kids so much, now, now I got to go back and apologize because I'm using them too. Okay, verse 7. Y'all got verse 7. I just want to look at this first word here, remember, okay? Remember. Remember. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we just want to thank and praise you today, God, for this time together. Uh, Father, we just decree it is blessed. Father, we praise you, God. Uh, Father, as we uh, stand once again to uh, share your word to your people, Lord God, I decrease that you may increase. And Father, I pray that you'll think through my mind and speak through my lips this morning, Father, and, and uh, that the good seed of your word will fall on the good soil of our hearts. Thank you for your word bringing forth increase. Thank you for your word bearing fruit in our lives. And Father, we know it never goes for a void, but it will accomplish what you sent it forth to do. So we thank you today, God, that your word amen, uh, will bear fruit in our lives, and we decree we'll never be the same in Jesus' name. And the redeemed of the Lord said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Hebrews chapter 7 here, guys, the Bible says, remember. And that's what we're actually doing today. We're, we're reflecting on some things. We're remembering. 
we're remembering them. And some of y'all got, you know, you, you, you know, sometimes we got short-term memory, but it's days like today we need to go back and remember where we were. You know, remember where we were when God placed them in your life. Remember the struggles he brought you through. You know, whenever you may have been having some problems at home, maybe the marriage, maybe with the children, and you, you know, you, you're praying and God, and you're not getting an answer, you don't know what to do, and you call pastor. And I remember pastor gave me that word. I remember pastor prayed me through. I remember when they came to visit me, when I was, in, when I was sick, when I was in, in, in prison. Amen. When I was going through that addiction or those, those habits, those strongholds, amen. When I felt like I couldn't make it another day, amen, they came to my rescue. Amen. That night I was able to call them. You know, I, I, you just remember some things. And it's good to remember. The Bible said, listen, those who have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. Now look at verse 17. It says, obey those who, have the rule, who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do it with joy. Let them do it with what? Let them do it with joy and not with grief for this would be unprofitable for you. So just if I had a title this morning, I want to talk to you about how to bring joy to your man and woman of God. Okay? I'm going to just give you a few points of how to bring joy to your man and woman of God. If you're taking notes, please write that down. How to bring joy to your man and woman of God. Okay? Now he said this, he said, obey them to have the, the, the rule over you and submit spiritual rule. See, submit, you know what? You voluntarily do that and you guys have come up and talked about what a joy it is to be here, but you come under, underneath, submit, you come underneath the vision. You come underneath the mission and you push that mission forward. You say, Pastor, I submit myself to the vision God has placed in you guys and we're gonna push it forward because they watch for your souls as those who must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. You see, you don't want to cause your man of God and woman of God grief. Uh, the Bible said that won't be profitable for you. That's not very beneficial for us, okay? So always put your dealing with them in the context of is this going to bring grief to them or is this going to bring joy to them? And you want to always do everything within your Holy Ghost power to bring joy to them. I mean, when you fussing and fighting with one another, that don't bring no joy to them, do it? She said, ain't nobody been cut. I mean, no, that brings joy to y'all. Glory to God. Nobody's been cut. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. So, uh, so, so these things, you know, what you guys did today, it brings joy to them. It brings joy to them. And we want to make sure, amen, that we always seek to bring joy to them, okay? So let me give you a couple of things here. And we're going to move along kind of quickly this morning, amen, for the sake of time. Now listen, it says this, these are five marks of the kind of spiritual leaders to whom we should submit. And let me ask you a question. Do they speak the word of God to us? Do they set an example of faith which is to be imitated? Man, I'm telling you what. Y'all sounding mighty weak this morning. I'll tell you what, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, guys. Now, listen, let me ask you again. I said, do they speak the word of God to us? Yeah. Amen. Do they set an example of faith which should be imitated to us? Yeah. Their lives point to the unchanging Christ. Yeah. Do they watch for our souls? Yeah. They are accountable to God for us. Yeah. Do you love your pastors? Do you believe they are sent from God? Yes. Do you believe God has put this vision in their heart? Yes. All right then, glory to God. We should have no problem whatsoever submitting, amen, to that vision that God has placed on the inside of them. If we know these things, okay? Amen. If you know these things, then you're going to bring some joy to them, okay? Let's talk about the first thing 
out of 1 Kings chapter 19. This is something I just recently got on. I'm going to just share this one point with you out of 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you some, the, the title is how to bring joy uh, to your man and woman of God. But uh, if I had a subtitle, I, I would call it Keys to Catching the Spirit, uh, Heart, and Vision of Your Pastor. Keys to Catching the Heart, Spirit, and Vision of Your Pastor. This is so, so, so important that we grab that, okay? Catch the, the, the heart, the spirit, and the vision of the pastor. Now, that's when you know you connected. That's when you know you connected. Praise God. When you connect with his heart, with their heart, okay? When you connect uh, with their spirit and, 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 and their vision. You see, even churches have visions on it. I mean, no, Eagle Summon got a vision. There's a church vision, you see. And God downloads that vision to them, but there's an assignment not only on your individual life, there's an assignment on you corporately. There are things God wants you to accomplish right here, right now, in this season, in, in, in this time, amen, and, 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 and affect this generation. Praise God. There's an assignment on each and every one of our lives, uh, but corporately it flows together. It flows together, okay? So we're going to see what that looks like today. Y'all got 1 Kings 19? Y'all already got it. Praise God. Look at verse 19, guys. It says this, So he departed from thee, from there, and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plying with the twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the twelve. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. Threw his mantle on him. And that's what pastor's doing in the path. Every time he come in and preach the word, I feel like I'm in court. I, I want to bang this thing. But anyway, every time pastor preaches the word of God, he's throwing that mantle on you. Throwing that mantle on you. Every time pastor Sandra preaches the word of God, she's throwing that mantle on you. Praise God. You see that? Somebody's got to catch it. You got to catch it. You say, I got it, Pastor. Because sometimes we hear it, but we don't really, we don't really have it. We don't really have it. Amen. We, we, we say we know it, but we haven't got it deep on the inside. But every time they're speaking, you got to catch that man. Listen, and, and he left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said, go back again for what have, I to do, what have I done to you? So Elijah turned back from him, took a yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, and bore their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. He arose, amen, followed Elijah and became his servant. Amen. Now, he waited on him. Okay, that's what, that word servant means he waited on him. Another place it says he poured water on the hands of Elijah. In other words, he served him. He ministered unto him for years. Now, prior to Elijah coming to him, the only thing he was doing was pushing the plow, breaking the ground, and sowing the seed. That's all he was doing, was just pushing the plow, breaking the ground, and sowing the seed. And that's what some of you guys have been doing. You've been pushing the plow, breaking the ground, and sowing the seed. And you've been saying, Lord, when, Lord? How long, Lord? How much longer, God? But see, that's the same thing Elisha was doing. Same thing he was saying. But then one day, guess what? God sent Elijah by there and said, I want you to anoint him. I want you to throw your mantle on him because everything about his life is about to change. Everything about his life, suddenly, he said, everything about his life is about to change. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. Now, to him, it don't look like he's been doing much, but he's been breaking the ground, pushing the plow, and sowing the seed. Hallelujah. I mean, no, God see you. Amen. Your works and labor is not in vain. And don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. Well, something amazing happened in his life that day. The man of God came and told him to follow me. 
So Elisha, let me tell you what Elisha did. And I want you to, I want you to, I want you to understand the context of this here. He took everything concerning his past. He took the plow. He killed the oxen, first of all, that was pulling the plow. Then he took the plow that was breaking the ground and he cooked the oxen. And the Bible says he ate it. And once he was done, he left everything about his past life and went to follow Elijah. So what did he do here? He eliminated all possibilities of moving backwards into his past. You see, when God calls you to come out, he calls you to come all the way out. If you're going to connect with Eagle Summit Church, you got to get all the way connected. See, let me tell you something. See, the reason why some, some of us can't really get in ministry and serve like we need to and, and bring that joy to our man of God because we need to burn some plows. We need to burn some plows. There's some things in our past, you know what? We, we, need, to, we need to burn some plows. There are some people and places and things Amen, that we need to, uh, you know, do a divine separation, a, a, a disconnect from. You see, we need to burn some of those plows because when you hold them, see, if he had kept them oxen and that plow uh, out there and just said, well, look, you take care of this, he was thinking in his mind because there's a possibility I may be back. I may be back. So we ain't going to kill the oxen. We ain't going to burn the plow because I just might come back if this thing don't work out with Elijah. But you know what he did? He said, no, baby. He said, no. Amen. I'm eliminating the possibility of moving backwards into my past. I'm giving the devil back all his tools. I'm through with that life. I'm through with that individual. I'm through with this. I'm through with that substance. I am done. And I am totally committing myself Amen to what God has for me and my future. Tell your neighbor, forget them things that are behind you. And let's press toward those things that are before us. Amen. Paul said, I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize for that high calling, that high calling, that eagle, amen, that high calling in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me. You say, well, how can I forget them? Well, maybe you can't forget them, but let's just make sure they are no longer having an effect on us or controlling our thought life or controlling our decisions or hindering us from being totally connected to what God is calling us to in this season in our life. Praise God. Y'all getting quiet over now. I don't know I'm going to have to move on to point two, Pastor. Amen. Some of them looking at me funny. Amen. I don't want y'all to be glad to see me come and glad to see me go. Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> These old plows are debilitators to your spiritual progression that keep you stagnated and spiritually frustrated. See, serving God and the promises of God is on condition. And I found this out a long time ago. Amen. I got saved in old time holiness. Amen. I mean, we weren't, we weren't a holiness church. We were true holiness, whatever that is. Glory to God. We were true holiness. <laughs> I mean, we was, <laughs> you know where the Bible says, be not conformed to this world? I mean, when I said we separated from the world, I mean, we separated from the world. Amen. <laughs> I mean, we separated. I mean, I, listen, folks, I'm telling you, I mean, I felt like I, was, I had been kidnapped. I mean, I, I had, uh, I couldn't hang with nobody and go nowhere. <laughs> Jesus, man, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God, but God set me free, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not free, you know, I'm still serving God, but, you know, sometimes you can get in spiritual bondage. How many know that? And I think I got caught up in spiritual bondage. I thought I was in the mafia for a minute. I said, Teresa, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is legit. I said, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit too much control going on here, you know what I mean? Hallelujah. But there were some good things they taught me. That when you get saved, eliminate all these possibilities that you're ever going back. So I had to burn up some stuff. 
I had to burn up them old records and CDs, some books, magazines, and, and all that stuff. And the women had to get rid of them hot pants and mini skirts. And, and um, you know, I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, we had to get rid of everything. Everything. So you can't listen to that music no more. You can't do it. I mean, we had so many canes. I, at the end of the day, I was just like, well, what can I do? Can I eat? And, uh, and then we fast three days a week, so I didn't know when I could eat. So, so anyway, glory to God. But you know what? They, they said, look, you got to let all that stuff go. You got to let it all go. Now, now, and it wasn't really, wasn't really a bad thing, glory to God, because what it did, amen, it, it eliminated some things that I would have probably gone back to had I been allowed to hold on to it. Now, I don't know what, what, what it is, amen, what that plow is in your life, but I want to encourage you today, amen, go ahead and eliminate that thing. Burn it up. Amen. Tell your neighbor, burn some plows. Amen. Go ahead and burn them plows. It may be a little black book. I don't know. Maybe a phone number. Amen. Glory to God. Don't y'all start with you talking about Gertrude now. Now listen, you know when things get rough at the house, they want to call Gertrude. Now you know, now listen, I mean, now why, I don't know why they want to call Gertrude. I mean, because Gertrude... Anyway, it's a, anyway, let me move on, guys. But listen, see, the devil got away. You know, when things get tough over here, he go back to this past stuff and talk about so and so and so and so. And you know, so and so and so and so was towed up from the flow up. All messed up. But he, he wipes out all of that, all that trouble they cause you and tries to tell you you'd be better off back there like he did the children of Israel. Remember that? Always telling them, you know, well, look, you'd have been better off back there in uh, Egypt. You know, at least you had some cucumbers, some lemons and melics and, and onions and all that. Praise God. But see, there are some minor details he always leave out. See, and this is a huge one, see, because, because listen, guys, you can't move forward looking in the rearview mirror. At some point, the past has to be the past, and we got to move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Glory to God. Move forward. It's funny I, I brought that up. I wanted him to say that. But I, when I was going through one of the worst crises of my life in ministry, that was the word God gave me. I didn't know which way to go. Praise God. That's the Monday mornings, man, when you be like, you know what? I'm through with this. Glory to God. I used to quit every Monday morning. And so, <laughs> but this time, it was for real. So... <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of fighting people. I'm tired of fighting the devil. I'm just tired of fighting, man. You know what I mean? Glory to God. And uh, so things were coming. You know, nothing, not, nothing of my own, but just things, circumstances was coming upon me in the ministry, in that. And I said, Lord, you know what? I was like Jehoshaphat. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I seriously don't know what to do. Praise God. I, I couldn't really see my way out of this. I couldn't see my way out of this. And that's the word God gave me. He said, move forward. Move forward. Mm, move forward. How am I going to do that? It was like, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it, but that's what you're going to do. You're going to move forward. Praise God. How I many know when Moses was at the Red Sea and they couldn't go backwards, they couldn't go to the left or to the right, and when Moses began to cry out to God, God just simply said, Moses, what's that in your hand? What you got? Moses, well, I got this staff. He just stretched it out and moved these people forward. Amen. He said, move forward. And you know, sometimes that's just what we have to do regardless of what we're facing, what's going on in our life. We just got to move forward, don't we? Amen. I think that was for somebody this morning. I don't know who, amen. But anything, anything that's keeping you back. So pastor needs more people to help in the ministry, but sometimes we disqualify ourselves, amen, because of things we're not really all in with God. All in. God wants us all in. How many know we lose our ability to bring healing, deliverance, restoration, um, freedom, all of these things to others if we're not experiencing it in our own lives. See, God wants us to experience it in our own lives and then do what? 
bring it to others. Bring it to other people, okay? Y'all got that? Let me give you the second point, amen. Uh, you got to have the proper attitude toward leadership. Let me give you that one. The proper attitude toward leadership. Very, very, very important that you have the proper attitude toward leadership. Now, most of you know what an attitude is, man. Sometimes we, you know, we, we see it as a, you know, they got a, they got a negative attitude or they got a bad attitude, okay? Sometimes it's just the way we act. You don't have to say a word. Uh, and people know uh, when you got a wrong attitude. How many know your pastors know when you got a wrong attitude toward them? A wrong attitude. Don't take much. Now, that's the only thing about leading, man. Sometimes you misjudge, you misquoted, you misunderstood and all that. And then sometimes people get, a, they get an attitude uh, with, with, with the pastors over something they have no clue about sometimes, you see. But let me tell you something, amen, th this will kinder you from catching the heart, spirit, and vision of the pastor. And this will rob them of their joy because an attitude can be detected. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. Praise God. But, but they can detect that attitude. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 105 and 15. Please don't turn to it. It says, touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Listen, the reason why you want them to prosper and go forward in God and in every area of their life is because Psalms 33 and 1 says this, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He says, it's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Uh, so guys, the anointing is so important to anoint the head. Because when you anoint the head, when you protect the anointing on their life, whatever's on them is going to flow down right into your life. Praise God. You know, you don't want your pastors exhausted, exhausted and frustrated and and beat down, hands hanging down, man, and walking in worry and frustration. Because the more you keep them lifted and the more that anointing flows on them, the more it's going to flow right into your life. It starts at the head. Hallelujah. It starts at the head. He said, look, look what he said there about that unity. Y'all see that? He said, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Power lies in unity. And guys, it is all of our responsibility to make sure we keep unity in the house. Never speak against your pastors. Your attitude toward them will determine your altitude. Your attitude toward them will determine your altitude. Okay? How many know they know when you have that negative, rotten, bitter attitude toward them about something? How many know they love you anyway? They love you anyway, don't they? Regardless. Okay? Regardless. I have another scripture. I won't turn to it, but in uh, 1 Samuel, please write it down, 24, 3 through 5. How many know David, uh, Saul was trying to kill David? Saul was trying to kill David. Now, I mean, there's one thing somebody trying to kill you. Saul wanted this man dead with a capital D. He had 3,000 men was a sign on a seek and destroy mission to annihilate David. He really wanted this guy dead. Now, now you would think if somebody's trying to kill you on that level, if you have the opportunity to kill them, that that would be okay with God. You say, you know what, hey man, if, if he's trying to kill me to that level, I'm sure God's got no problem. If I get the opportunity to take him out, I'm going to take him out. Well, David had that opportunity. Saul went into the cave, the Bible said, to relieve himself. And David, David cut a piece of his robe. He cut a piece of his robe. But this is what the amazing thing is. I'm sure the devil was telling David, man, this is your opportunity that you've been waiting on. God has delivered him into your hands. Take this turkey out. Amen. It's a setup from the Lord. The Bible says after he smote Saul's robe, after he cut Saul's robe, his heart smote him. I mean, he fell under conviction. 
just because he cut his robe. Why? David still, David still recognized Saul's calling and Saul's anointing as king. And David made up his mind, Lord, if you want him dead, you'll have to kill him. I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to kill him. And if it's for me to be king, God, you'll work it out. I will not take things into my own hands. Sometimes that's how we get in trouble. We take things into our own hands. And David said, I'm not going to do it. He said, I'm going to let God do it. And David, didn't, he, he refused to do it. Amen. And how many know, glory to God, uh, well, you, if you, you know the end of the story, amen, David ended up being king. Saul, Saul and his sons ended up dead. But let me tell you something, guys. This why he understood this principle of having the right attitude toward leadership. And David loved Saul. He loved him. He respected him. I mean, really respected him. Praise God. But see, that jealousy, that envy, man, that stuff will kill you on the inside. Man, you'll dry up like a prune, walking around with all these negative emotions in your heart toward people. And you absolutely can't operate and flow in the Spirit of God with that stuff in your heart toward your man or woman of God. It just don't work. It just don't work. See, and sometimes we too proper to say, I'm sorry, man. But see, you got to kill that, man. That's, that's what the devil wants. He wants to drive a wedge. He always want to put a wedge there. You see that? Put a wedge there. Glory to God. And you, and you can't let that operate in your heart, okay? So listen, guys, you got to pray for them, love them unconditionally, serve them gladly, protect their family, make their vision your vision, listen to and apply their wisdom and their counsel. So important. So important. Another point, write this down, honor them. Write that down, honor them. Just, just honor them. Just write that down. Praise God. Honor them. I'm going as fast as I can, so don't y'all check out on me here, okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't y'all check out on me. Just, just give me a couple more minutes, okay? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9, I'll just read it. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all of your increase, so your bonds shall be filled with plenty and your vats shall overflow with new wine. Honor the Lord with the first fruit of all of your increase. Somebody talked about the tithe this morning and uh, thank and praise God for that. That's how you bring joy to your man and woman of God. How I many know bills got to be paid? Amen. <laughs> bills got to be paid. And tithes and offerings is God's plan to finance in the ministry. See, you got to, if they've given you spiritual things, then you want to sow back into them natural things. As a matter of fact, this is a great day, hallelujah, to be a blessing to your man and woman of God. Now maybe some of you, now I'm talking about sowing a financial seed, okay? I'm not trying to tell you what to do. They probably already got a protocol for that. I don't know, glory to God. But I tell you what, this is a great day. This word honor here, respect and honor is two different things. See, in, in Mark chapter 6, when Jesus came into his hometown, y'all remember that? And, uh, and, and, they, and they began to talk about, oh, we know who he is, it's so-and-so. We know his brothers, we know his sisters, and all of that. And, the, and Jesus said this, a prophet is not without honor except in his own uh, country and around his own people. His kinfolk. Around his kinfolk. It's all, we, we know him. That's just Jesus. He grew up there in the road and all that. And the Bible says this, Jesus marveled at their unbelief and he could do no mighty works there. He could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. No mighty works there. It wasn't just unbelief that killed his ability to do great works. It was their spirit of dishonor, a spirit of disrespect. See, they had a wrong attitude. How many know God moves where he's invited? He moves where he's invited, and you got to have two things when it comes to him. You got to have desire, and you got to have expectation. See, once they lost that, see, it killed his ability to be able to do mighty miracles there, you see. 
Now, respect is an attitude, and we need to have respect, but honor is an action. Honor is an action. In other words, you can respect somebody and not honor them. See, you can respect your pastors, but not really honor them. But God wants you to honor them because honor is something you do. Let's read the scripture again. Honor the Lord with your first, honor the Lord with your increase. And the first fruit of all, I mean, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all of your increase. Talking about the tithe. That's something you do. You give. God said, you honor me when you give me what's mine, first of all, amen. But honor is something you do. You got that? It's something you do. And dishonor will kill receptivity. Dishonor restricts the power of God. And you attract what you honor and respect. You attract what you honor and respect. The more you honor them, the more the blessings of God flowing through them will come into your life. Will come into your life. I can always, uh, you know, it's, it's always easy to see uh, in a church that people that are divinely connected to that man and woman of God. Blessings flow on their life. Blessings flow on their life. You said, well, well how, you, how, how you know that? I be one. I mean, I be a pastor. I know, the, I, I, know the, I know the people that are divinely connected. And it's got nothing to do with me. It's God's plan. Amen. It's how God flows. He chose to use men and women. Amen. Hallelujah. That's always been his method, and it always will be his method. And, and it's who God chooses and justifies. But, but when he began to flow on that man or woman, whoever's connected to them, that same power and anointing going to flow right into their life. Amen. You see that? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, don't y'all shout me down just because I'm preaching real good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm ready to let y'all go. Praise God. Hallelujah. So some practical ways to convey honor, be accountable, reliable, and available. Support what's going on in the local church. Amplify and push the vision. Financially support them personally. Tithe and offering. Be faithful. As a matter of fact, uh, the Bible in 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18 talks about those who, who preach and teach the word of God. Don't just give them honor. He said give them double honor. Double honor. Amen. So I don't know what kind of financial seed you was planning on blessing them with on this day. Go ahead and double it. Praise God. I said, good Lord, well, I tell you, y'all got excited about that, didn't you? I said, go ahead and double it. <laughs> Bank of America, amen, they got the machines now. You gave me to my way, the bank closed today, preacher. No, you, you all can get it on your phone now, praise God. Amen. This is the day you sow an uncommon seed. Uncommon seed into your man and woman of God. Amen. You, you're talking about blessings overtaking you? Amen. You're talking about overflow, multiplication, and increase, enlargement, expansion over your life and over your family. When you got a need, sow a seed. Praise God. Sow a seed. Amen. Sow a seed. Isaac sowed in a famine. And the Bible says he reaped a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Now that can mean different things to different people. But let me say something. Decree a hundredfold blessing over your life that everything you put in their life, every seed you sow, 100% of it is going to come back to you. See? That meant that hundredfold didn't necessarily mean a hundred times. It meant every seed he put in the ground it came up. Everything he put in the ground, it came up. It didn't matter about the famine. God's not looking at the economy. Amen. There, there, listen, listen. <laughs> There's no shortage in heaven. 
Praise God. There's no shortage in him. Amen. All we got to do is put a demand on his supply. And he'll grant every need that you have according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Okay, I'm going to get off of that then. Amen. I'm going to leave that alone, Pastor. Hallelujah. So be faithful, committed, and devoted. Commit yourself to growing spiritually so God can use you mightily in the ministry. Be an effective witness in your community. Okay? They don't need to see you on Channel 11. I mean, outside of some club fighting, talking about, talking about he hit me first, and I'm going to call my pastor, Pastor James and Lily, because I, I, you know, this. <laughs> you don't want to embarrass, embarrass him like that, you know what I mean? Praise God. Now, I'm kidding, folks. Y'all ain't got, don't get mad at me. I'm just saying, I know y'all ain't clubbing. I'm just saying, praise God. I used to dream about being in the club. I couldn't go to the club. So every now and then, <laughs> God... God saved me out of the club. I mean, I, I met Teresa at the club. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Shooting the anointing come on. That's the first time I felt the anointing. I said, Shaka, pro, poo, she come blue. Very me, poo my day. So anyway, it, it was <laughs> the anointing come on me. Praise God. So, uh, so, you know, after I got saved, you know, I know I couldn't go to the club, but every now and then I dream about being in the club. This is after I started passing. Praise God. And I saw some saints that saw me at that club. Man, I was so glad I was dreaming. I said, thank you, Lord. I ain't never been so glad to wake up in all my life. Praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. Anyway, God is good. Okay, I'm through with that one. Amen. Let's, I'm through with that one. Can y'all handle one more, two more, whatever? Okay, let's close with this, guys, because this is very, very, very important. Uh, the next thing is, I am a contributor of church growth, and if the church is going to grow, it's on me. Okay? Amen. We got to go out of our way to, uh, to bring people to the house of God, to win people to the Lord. And sometimes I ask the question, who did you bring to church today? You see, who did you bring to church today? And, uh, and God wants us to do that. You see, sometimes we look at church growth and we look at the pastors, the pastors. No, no, that, 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 that's not the way it works. You see, those sheep beget sheep. And see, God wants you to go out, those people, those coworkers, those relatives, those neighbors, whoever it is, man, those people you associate with, glory to God, amen, bring them with you, invite them. Many people don't come to church because people don't invite them, okay? Hey, the next one is, this is my feeding ground. Amen. This is my feeding ground. Eagle Summit. Church is my feeding ground. This is the place God has chosen for you to be fed and to lead you into the deeper purposes of God. Stop eating at everybody else's table. Stop eating at everybody else's table. God's got a spread right here just for you. All your favorite appetizers, entrees, desserts, amen. He's got it all prepared just for you right here. You know, sometimes that running here and there, man, if you ain't careful, you'll get tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Well, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said that. See, you got to know who, who you assigned to. You got to be divinely connected and know when you are that whatever God downloads, this is for me. This is for me. You see, it's for me. And it's more than enough. It'll sustain you in anything. Glory to God. Don't put other pastors and leaders before your man and woman of God. Y'all probably recognize once I got up here, I am not Pastor Creflo Dollar, right? Y'all recognize that right away. Creflo Dollar's a great man of God, doing a great work for God. Amen. But that don't mean he's your man of God. Amen. This is your man and woman of God. You, you got that? Ain't got nothing to do about how big church, folk, uh, people, churches is and all that. Because, you know, when we stand before God, it ain't going to be one of the questions. He's going to ask me, how big was your church? 
Amen. He just want to know, were you faithful? I told you to pass out tracts. Were you faithful? I told you to go to the hospital to visit the sick. Were you faithful over that that I gave you? Okay? Every man got to give an account of himself to God. And you got to be faithful over what God gave you. Your calling might just be nothing else but to make sure this couple right here has no lack. I mean, you're going to do everything in your power to bless him. Listen, guys, when you get into your, listen, when you get into your, the anoint, the, the, the calling, the anointing will come. The anointing will come. See, I don't have to look for an anointing to pass. The anointing is, is, is on me. It's what I'm anointed to do. You see? Not, not that I'm so anointed, but I'm, when I get into my calling, the anointing follows. When you find what you're supposed to be doing, God will anoint you to do it, and it don't matter what it is. She was talking about cleaning the church. Man, that anointment, come on, get up, get on up. I mean, you, you mopping the church, get on, get on the scene, get on. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you mopping the church and the anointment come on. I mean, not that song, but you know what I mean. But I'm saying, you know, make you want to get up. You know what I mean? Get up. Get up and time to praise it. Get the hands you can't sit down. Let me make it holy. Because you are so amazing. Get up and. What a praise thing, lady. I know she's looking at me like, please, brother. Hallelujah. All right, I'm done, guys. I'm through. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 10 and verse 15. Please, you don't have to turn to it. Please write that down, though, because I want to close with this. I'll just read it, and, um, and I'm done today. Praise God. Thank you, pastors, for having me. 2 Kings 10 and verse 15 says this. It says, now, when he departed from, from, from there... He met Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him and greeted him and said to him, Is your heart right? Is your heart right as my heart is toward your heart? He wanted to know that. Is your heart right? toward me the way my heart is towards you. See? Is your heart right? And see, this is the question you have to answer and this is what your pastors need to know. Because I know their heart towards you. It's the same heart that God has towards you to prosper you and to do you good, and to bless you, and to minister over you, and to intercede for you. They, they want the be absolute best, the absolute best God has for you. I know what they want for you, but he asked the question, is your heart right toward me as my heart is, right, as my heart is toward you? Do we, are we operating out the same heart here? Operating on the same heart, see. Catching the heart, spirit, and vision of the pastor. Now, when I talk about the spirit, you know, you, you remember Moses in the wilderness when he says, Lord, let this spirit be on me, come upon them. You see, when his spirit come upon you, you'll help them bear the burden of the ministry. See, you'll pray for them more. See, you, 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 you'll understand uh, things. You'll see things from a different perspective. We, we won't, we won't, kick against things. We'll flow together. See, when we operate in that same spirit, we flow together as one man. See, so, and then this is what he said, and Jehonadab answered, is it, it is. Jehu said, if it is, give me your hand. He said, give me your hand. You know what he did? And when he gave him his hand, he pulled him up on his chariot. He said, come on, ride with me. Wow. Come on with me. Yes, Amen. Come on with me. And that's what Pastor's saying. He's saying, if your heart is right, come on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Amen. Our best days are here. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. You know, uh, we said, old saying we had ain't nothing to it but to do it. Glory to God. We said, you know, 
We said we're waiting on God. No, God's waiting on us. Stop asking for more Jesus because Jesus really wants more of you. He really wants more of you. He really wants more of me. And if I can give him more of me, then he can work through me on a greater level in a greater measure, okay? Thank you, Father. I'm going to pray, but if your heart is not right towards your pastor, for whatever reason, your pastors, for whatever reason, I, I pray it's not, but for whatever reason, get that right today. Get that right today. Praise God. Because it's unprofitable for you. It's unprofitable for you. You want to know how to bring joy to your man and woman of God? Amen. Just be a blessing. Just be a blessing. Be a blessing. Do things right. Help them any way you can. Amen. But never be a burden to them. Never be a burden to them. Praise God. Never be a burden to them. Father, we love you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for this awesome ministry and this anniversary service today, Father. We praise you for those that have been connected to this house, Lord. And Father, we just declare your goodness over this house today, Lord. Father, release that anointing over this place, God, that yoke-destroying anointing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Connect hearts, Lord God. And Father, I just pray over these pastors, Lord God. Oh God, thank you for how you have elevated them and where you have placed them and what you have put in them, Lord God. Help us to see today, God, that, 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 that we need that in our lives. We, we need those words of wisdom, God. Father, we need that covering. We need it today, Lord. Oh God, we bless you today, Father. I just pray that uh, God, that, that, that heart, that spirit, and that vision, Lord, will be imparted into every member, every member of this local church body, Lord. Thank you for it today, God. Thank you for this church doing exports, Father, and fulfilling the assignment that you've given it, Lord. God, we give you praise for it today, Lord God. We give you thanksgiving. Father, you are so good and you are so worthy today, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, Lord. And I thank you, God, for strengthening, strengthening this house, Lord. Our, 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 Father, our outreach, God, and just, uh, Lord, strengthening these ministries, strengthening our praise. Father, gi giving us passion, God, and enthusiasm and zeal for the things of you, Lord God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for it today. Thank you, our past is the past. And we're moving forward. Amen. It is a new day, Lord. And you're doing a new thing in the midst of us. We give you praise for it today in Jesus' name. Come on, if you received that today, can you say amen? amen. Come on, shout about it, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God.